Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. This episode is brought to you by Aries Academy. Aries Academy is the most complete sports vision at-home training program in the country. Aries Academy was developed for athletes by optometrists by combining traditional tried and true vision therapy techniques with the most cutting edge sports vision programs in the market. Aries Academy has many different programs for all types of athletes to develop their visual and neurocognitive systems. Head to www.ariesacademy.com for their one week free program if you're interested in learning more about what sports vision training is all about. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. Today's episode is going to be a Dr. Z and Dr. L episode, and Dr. Z is going to be highlighting a case, a very special case where she really was truly a good Samaritan. Uh, I'm really looking forward to her sharing this story with all of you listeners. For our weekly insight this week, I really wanted to highlight the national blood shortage crisis. Uh, The American Red Cross is facing a huge blood crisis right now. It's really the the worst shortage that they've seen in over a decade right now. So I just wanted to remind all our listeners to get out there, donate blood if you are able to. Uh, This is really on my radar because my husband runs the blood drive through his school. And so they're doing theirs this week on Friday night. Uh, So it's always on my radar when this is coming up, just to get the awareness out there to go out and donate your blood because this really is a huge problem across the country right now. And there's a lot of people in hospitals, a lot of people needing blood. So if you're a donor and able to get out there and donate. I love that message, Dr. L. And it's just a simple thing. It, you know, it takes 20 minutes of your time, but it can really help save a life. So like you said, if you are able to donate, go and do it. I'm sure you can go on the American Red Cross website. I'm sure you can find a place to go and donate. Exactly. So now, Dr. Z, let's talk a little bit about your exciting case today. And this is a different case because um, it's not someone that you encountered first in our office. You came across them in real life. Uh, So give a little bit of background about where you were and how you found this patient. Yeah. So this is a very unique case. So Uh, my parents just celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary, which was so exciting. So me and my three sisters and our husbands rented out the front part of a restaurant local to us. The restaurant itself has a, an open uh, kitchen area. So you can see the chefs cooking and the waitresses coming back and forth. It's really kind of like a cool thing. And we were, you know, just hanging out, celebrating my parents. And I just happened to we were standing and mingling. We wasn't like we were sitting uh, at the bar unless we were eating and we weren't there quite yet. And uh, so we had just ordered food and I, I just happened to look into the kitchen and I see the, the, the a waitress come in and I see her covering one eye and then the other. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then she did it a few more times. And I said to my husband, I was like, something's wrong with that, her, her vision. And my husband was like, what are you talking about? Like, what, like, who, who are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? I said, look, I said, she just covered her eye. She's covering and uncovering her eye. Something's not right. So now I, by nature, am a little bit more reserved than my husband, as Dr. L can attest to. And my husband was like, we have to say something. I said, I'm not going to bother her. Like I'm with my, my, the, the family, like she's fine. Like, and she is working. Like, I'm not going to say anything. My husband was like, no, he, he was like, if you think something's wrong, let's talk to her. So he whistles at her and waves her over. And 
he's like, my wife's an eye doctor. She said that something's going on with your eye. And she was like, oh my God, like, how did you know? I said, well, I saw you covering and uncovering your eye. And she was like, yeah, my vision in my eye just went black. I said, it just went black. She goes, yeah, I was serving and I, 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 my vision in my right eye just went black. And now I'm like super dizzy and fatigued. So she was like, you know, I really didn't eat that much today. Maybe I'm just going to have a cup of coffee. I said, okay. I said, listen, like, there's not much I could do for you right now. Right. Where like you're working. I'm in the middle of dinner with my family. I'm not in my office. Uh, there's no pain. I said, I'm going to give you my business card. If you are still uncomfortable or you can't see, call me in the morning. Now, mind you, this is a Saturday night. So offering to see her on a Sunday morning. But I said, like, let's just make sure she's okay. So now I don't see her for the rest of the night, right? And like, I kind of like just went out of my mind, if I'm being honest, Dr. L, right? Because I was enjoying my family. There's very rare opportunities that I'm with all of my siblings without all of our kids, right? There's 12 grandkids between all of us. So it, I was just really enjoying the night. You know, I had the thought when I got home, like, oh, I hope that woman's eye is okay. You know, I, there are so many differentials, like you just don't know. So Dr. Z really is a good Samaritan because when your vision blacks out, it could be a whole slew of various things, but on the high end of that differential list are some very serious eye conditions and often ones connected to something going on systemically because the vision blacking out an eye could be decreased blood supply to that eye. So it is very crucial that anyone that's experiencing this symptom does seek eye care. Uh, so let's move forward. Did this patient reach out to you? Did you end up seeing them in office? And, and what did your exam show if you saw them? So uh, Sunday morning, uh, I wake up. I don't have any messages from her. I I'm kind of on my way, right? Um, my daughter and I were going to see my sister to spend the morning with her and her daughter. And literally, as soon as I get in the car, I get a bing on my phone that says, hey, Dr. Z, I am, still can't see out of my eye. I'm really, really nervous. So I'm like, where do you live? And she lives in a neighboring town. I said, listen, I'm driving past, literally driving past my office. Meet me at my office in 15 minutes. So here we go. I, I take my daughter with me to, to the office, super professional, right? I'm in my Sunday best, not really my Sunday sweat. And I go to the office and I have her sit in the chair. Uh, I set my daughter up with some crafts and you know, first things first, right? Like let's check vision. And she keeps saying, we cover that I, I can see only the top half of the letter, right? The letter E. She's like, I know it's an E, but I only see the top, the top of the E and part of the middle of the E, but not, not the bottom. Oh, same thing. I only see the top. So in my head, I'm, you know, the two big differentials, right, are like, is it something like Dr. L had alluded to? Was there something systemic going on or maybe was it a retinal detachment? So I said to her, I, and her central visual acuity was reduced. She was like about 2060 or so. Um, and she said that she never wore glasses before, but she hasn't had an eye exam and she doesn't ever know when she had an eye exam. She says that she had a systemic workup back in September, but and she said everything was fine. Uh, so at that point, I get her dilated. And then while she's dilating, I am I run a visual field on her. And I wanted to, because she was complaining of that missing bottom part of her vision. So I wanted to confirm that. And unfortunately it was there. It was confirmed on the visual field and it, it respected, it respected the, the horizontal line where it was really like a very stark difference. You could see everything superiorly, but everything inferiorly was, was gone. And she was 
panicked at that point, Dr. L. <laughs> and I was trying to calm her down. I said, listen, like, I don't know what it is just yet. You know, something's going, definitely going on. So I bring her into the chair. She's dilated. And I look in and I'm like, no, mm -mm, this can't be what I think this is. Uh, now, for those that are listening, I have been out of school for quite some time, but I do a lot of you know, binocular vision. Uh, I see some ocular health, right, in our office, but not a ton. And I did some more uh, corporate vision therapy uh, that was more just like basic eye exams, some, some disease, but not a ton. So now what I think I'm seeing is something that I've only ever seen in textbooks, right? <laughs> so I was like, this can't be what I think it is. Um, and unfortunately, uh, she had something called a branch retinal artery occlusion which to the doctor, it looks like the whole half of the eye is not get, getting blood. And essentially what that is, is a stroke in the eye, which is kind of scary. Uh, there are not many eye emergencies, right, Dr. L, that we know of, right, where thing, most things with the eyes can wait. This is not one of them. This is an emergent situation because it can be indicative of a vascular event happening again. And this time it might not be in the eye, it might be in the brain and the patient could die. Yeah, exactly. So what can be happening with a branch retinal artery occlusion is a little piece of plaque has broken off from somewhere, traveled through a blood vessel and the blood vessels in the eye are very, very tiny. So once it reaches that point, it can actually block off an artery. And then that whole area is not getting any perfusion or blood supply. So if a plaque has been thrown off and reached the eye, that can be happening anywhere else in the body, including your brain. So a stroke in the eye can mean that a stroke in the brain could have happened, could be pending, so really needs immediate attention. So Dr. Z you know, is a wonderful optometrist who's always on guard and never off duty. And then she noticed these visual symptoms in this waitress and was able to see her so quickly. Um, and you know, from there, give her some recommendations on how to be worked up systemically because that's really the next step. Really eye-wise, it's something we just monitor. It's something that needs to be passed off to figure out why there's an occlusion in the retina. This episode is brought to you by Aries Academy. Aries Academy is the most complete sports vision at-home training program in the country. Aries Academy was developed for athletes by optometrists by combining traditional tried and true vision therapy techniques with the most cutting edge sports vision programs in the market. Aries Academy has many different programs for all types of athletes to develop their visual and neurocognitive systems. Head to www.ariesacademy.com for their one-week free program if you're interested in learning more about what sports vision training is all about. Right. And so how I handle it for the optometrist listening is I sent her to our local emergency room with her visual field with a handwritten note exactly what was happening, uh, you know, because I wasn't sure, especially in the state of the world right now, what kind of attention she would get in the emergency room, right? Because she wasn't bleeding out, right? You know, um, but I wanted for the emergency room to know and the emergency room doctors to know this, the, how important this was to be worked on right away. And 
our local hospital uh, is connected with a network of hospitals on the uh, on the island. So she actually, I had messaged her a little bit later in the day just to check in on her because I said to her, I was like, you need to please make sure you go to the emergency room, right? I wasn't going to call an ambulance, but I was like, you need to make sure you get there. And she promised me she was going to pick up a Coke and go right to the emergency room. So I wanted to make sure that she did. And she actually got airlifted to another hospital, which was our stroke center on Long Island, which is about an hour away. Um, and they fully worked her up. And when I spoke to her about a month ago, she just said that she was kind of going through the whole process of getting the MRIs, getting her blood worked up, going to a cardiologist, going to the ophthalmologist, doing all of the things. And she just wanted to thank me because she said that she was the type of person that wouldn't have taken it so seriously. Um, and actually, on that note, when I spoke to her when she was at the other hospital, they wanted her to wait to the morning to get an MRI because it was Sunday night. And she was like, I think I'm just going to check myself out. And I had to tell her, explain to her why it was important to stay. And again, this is another lesson similar to the, the conversation we had about your low vision patient. Taking the time to break down what something means when it's serious to your patients is really important. I don't think she understood because everybody was just talking these big medical terms, you know, branch retinal artery occlusion. And I said, do you understand that this is like a stroke? Like this is, this means that it could happen elsewhere. You could die. <laughs> you know, like there are things that we really need. This is really, really important that you stay in the hospital, please do not leave. And she was like, oh, I will stay. Um, I get it. So she just thanked me, like I said, about a month ago to, to thank me for being on as aware as I was offering my time to see her um, and for following up and really making sure she understood what was going on. Uh, she didn't disclose any of her findings to me, which was fine. You know, she is under the care of a lot of other doctors. So I know that she's being well taken care of. Uh, but this was a really crazy encounter in my life. I, I, I you know, I, I would have never thought that the, the 30 seconds that she was in the kitchen, just closing and, you know, opening and closing an eye would turn into uh, me spotting something in her and seeing her and potentially saving her life. So it's a really special case for me and one that really just makes me feel like I am doing a good job. Uh, so it's a really wonderful case to share with you guys. Yes, I love this story, Dr. Z. And when you first shared it with me, my I was on the edge of my seat waiting to hear what happened next. Um, and I think it's just such a testament to what a wonderful optometrist you are, that you're so attuned to your patients and how they are acting within their visual environments um, and how available you make yourself to your patients. And I think this case, like many others we discussed, really circle back to that patient education piece and how crucial that is because someone coming to us for an eye exam, even someone with a severe symptom like vision loss in an eye, which seems scary, they often think, okay, I'm coming in for an eye exam and that will be the end of it. But with something like this, where there could be something more going on systemically, we are not the end game. You know, in a lot of these conditions, we're passing off to someone else um, and entrusting that that patient is going to follow through and receive that care that is so crucial. And like your patient almost did, they almost didn't follow through. They almost just checked themselves out of the hospital because they had to wait until the morning and they didn't want to stay in the hospital overnight. But your patient education and explaining 
what could have been going on systemically and the importance of getting worked up made her stay and get the care that was so important to her and likely saving her life. Um, so I love this case and I love that it was just so unique in that it wasn't a patient just coming into our office that we see every day, um, but there's one you encountered in the real world. And I always say, what, what's the New York motto? If you see something, say something. So here yes. we are. If you see something, say something. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this case and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Follow us at Twin Forks Optometry on Facebook and Instagram. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.